text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. That's right, you can, and it's sponsored by our good friends at Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma, 918-262-5072. It's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, 918-262-5072. Oldest thing that you found in your pantry. Would love to hear if anyone can actually top the 2005 can of soup that I had found recently inside the pantry uh, or anything else that is disgusting that you can't believe that you hang on to. All right, at 331... Here on the Blitz, well, we spoke yesterday that Mike Boynton had the opportunity to become the exclusive member of a club. And Mike Boynton was able to not only walk through the door of the club, but pretty much kick the damn door in last night and say, here I am. Becoming the first ever OSU basketball coach to start off a conference season 0-4 twice in his campaign as head coach. And there's Mike Boynton to start the conference season. Last night, to sum up, oof. Oof from the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Now, we're all very well aware of the type of opponent that they were playing. We get it. It's Kansas. But virtually nothing of what we talked about in needing to see them have some form of life last night was even visible to me. Maybe that's unfair to say because Kansas in the first half was shooting 68% from the field and then shooting 62 overall for their second highest outing of the year in terms of percentage. But a big win for the Jayhawks last night and now Oklahoma State Below 500, 0-4 in the league, and it still doesn't get any easier, no matter even if they've got the most difficult portion of their schedule out of the way in a four-game stretch. Last night was painful and hard to watch as a just a fan of basketball. From, I can't imagine how Oklahoma State fans were feeling. From the tip. From yeah. the get-go. I mean, the get-go. that shooting percentage was so good because Oklahoma State was not defending anyone, right? I mean, the, the tip happens as... Scott says, and the first touch is the big guy, Dickinson, who, you know, at least had to work for that first bucket. And then the next two are transition layups where nobody looks like they are hustling to defend anyone. And it's 6 nothing, almost with the snap of your fingers. And Boynton's calling a timeout a minute into the game. A minute into the game. Just over 60 seconds. You've given up two transition buckets to a team that doesn't really play that type of basketball, and you're not getting back. You're not hustling. Like, just out of the gate, it was, I think, the opposite of everything we talked about yesterday, and they dug themselves in a hole so quickly that, yeah, the game just kind of felt like it was over virtually as soon as it started. You can't play in one of the toughest conferences in the country and not be tough and not give effort every single time down the floor. You just can't. There's a big difference between what we've seen and in those moments like we see with elite-level superstars that maybe take a player or two off to catch themselves or to save themselves for the push towards the end of the game. That's not what's happening here at all. And as you mentioned, a timeout within the first 60 seconds after what we had just witnessed from the two previous games, did that give anyone – 
anyone with a set of eyeballs that was tuning into that thing last night give you any hope or any confidence that this was going to end any other way than the exact same way that it did? Sure as hell didn't me. I mean, 60 seconds into the game, we knew that it was going to be a blowout, right? Yes. I mean, my goodness. Mm. I, yeah. That, it was just a, a terrible start, and obviously you can't give the number three team in the country that type of start, and, you know, you virtually take your, your crowd out of it from the get-go, so that never becomes a factor. And Kansas just looked comfortable all night, right? Boy, did they. It was just easy. Like, it, there was just not a lot of... They had what? I mean, Kansas did more to stop themselves at times... I thought that Oklahoma State did, right? Was, was it 12 or 15 fast break points to none for Oklahoma State at halftime? It was, they were shooting 68%. I mean, they were off and running. It was so lopsided. So lopsided. And offensively, I mean, it's just more of the same, right? Just doesn't look like anyone's on the same page. Doesn't look like anyone has any chemistry with anyone else. I mean, every, one guy's throwing the ball when another guy's moving in the opposite direction. And I, I, I don't know if any of those guys, like, I don't, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish offensively. I don't either. Any trip down the floor, right? I don't know what their identity is. It just seems like complete chaos offensively. I have no idea what, what their identity is. And look, I I thought Kansas was going to win that game. I think everybody did. Right. And I thought Kansas would probably win by a pretty decent margin. But for it to essentially be from the start, right, and you don't even have a stretch where you're making them earn it, I think is – that that to me is where the frustration comes in and just watching a team that's already 0-3, right, and is facing an unbelievably difficult conference schedule. And they had the, you know, the players and coaches only meeting already, and that's the way you respond – that's tough, man. What the hell are they going to do about finding anyone to protect the rim? <laughs> like, what? They're, they have no answers. And they lost more inside depth. Yes. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second, but this is another a, another game in which, and even Boynton said it last night, hey, these aren't guys that are making runners or mid-range pull-ups. No, these are layups and dunks. Yeah. So now they have been outscored in the paint since the league started, 184 to 98. Scott, is that any good? I just need confirmation that that's Uh, not good. Stats say no. Stats will tell you no, that that is not good. They were almost doubled up last night in the paint, 46-24. Gosh. Boynton, we got to get better at guarding the ball at the point of the attack. Then we got to figure out if there's another defensive scheme that we've got to implore. Maybe some zone. Okay. Like, it just doesn't, you watch them and it just doesn't feel like anyone out there knows what they're doing, right? Do you get that sense when you watch them? Uh, It's only in brief stretches. Is there any form of consistency whatsoever for when you've watched them so far in conference play? None. None at all. Uh, I do want to play this. Um, Mike, your thoughts on last night's game? Uh, Lost to a really damn good team. Um, And obviously you you have to play 
really well uh, to beat them. You have to play well um, to give yourself a chance to be in the game. And we didn't we didn't play well. Not only did we not play really well, um, just the start of the game. They got easy baskets, yeah. which they don't need help on their offensive end. Um, but we gave them too many easy ones off of. You know, we missed a couple good looks to start the game. Uh, then we just had some turnovers that led to just runouts, and that that really kind of put them in attack mode and I think it started to make us play more on our heels um, and you can't you can't play against a team um, that good uh, playing in defense mode the whole thing whole, sure. whole game sure you know we were talking about this that you get and, and rightfully so you get concerned about Dickinson and then the experience and the talent in the backcourt and then a guy like Furphy has his first half, but it was almost like what you coach players to do when you come out to warm up. He got a couple of layups absolutely. early, and then it, it made everything easier for him, didn't a it? Absolutely. And, and, and again, those are a couple of plays that we talked about, right, that, that I was just mentioning. They were just off of our lack of, you know, taking care of the basketball and, or, or making a good shot and getting our defense back and set. And so, you know, when, when you already have the weight of Hunter Dickinson and Kevin McCuller, you can't let Furphy go five for five and a half and then him really carry them because you know you're going to have to still, still deal with the others at some point. Um, if you'd have told me at halftime, you'd have eight and four from Hunter, and I feel like we were in a pretty good position. Um, but because we didn't take care of the other things and tried to take care of the basketball, we put ourselves behind the eight ball. How awesome is Furphy, by the way, for Kansas? <laughs> Starting lineup against oh, Oklahoma, yeah. steps in and has an incredible game. I mean, he's the true spark to them offensively, and then does that again last night, the freshman from Australia. Yeah, I mean, he was – yeah, I think you nailed it with the spark. I mean, he, he was the guy that brought that extra bit of energy and, and, as Boynton said, got a couple of easy ones. And then, you know, I, I think it felt like it was just in, in a, like, sequence of possessions buried like three or four threes that really helped, you know, further the lead from where it already was and just kind of an avalanche, wasn't it? Man. And this is the – part where you would hope on January 17th that you could sit here and have some sort of positive outlook for what the rest of the conference season is going to look like. And the only thing that falls right directly into your lap about with what we've seen from them so far is, well, you're not at least playing those same four teams all in a row again. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> right. That's, that's pretty much it right now. But here we are again. And how many times do we come in here and say, holy hell, did you see what TCU did? It, just continuing to find ways. Kansas State beat Baylor last Kansas night. Kansas State beat Baylor. On and on and on and on. And there's really, unfortunately, only a very small handful of things that you could even talk about that, that are in the positive front for Oklahoma State with what we've seen. They're so erratic, man. It's It's hard to remember a team that... As is as as erratic as they have been over the last two or three years, and I would even add, I mean, not all O and fours are created equal, right? They're I mean, not. You could have an O and four stretch where you get better every game. This one feels like they're going in reverse, right? I mean, the Baylor game to start conference play was by far the best of these four games they've played. And it feels like it's been a step down at each each matchup, right? Like, this was the worst. Iowa State was the next worst. And then Tech and then Bay- That's going in reverse. 
they're going in the wrong direction. Like, again, I, I think that fans understand when your team isn't loaded with talent and that it's going to be a work in progress. But I think fans want to see signs that it's pointed in the right direction. And this doesn't, it looks like it's pointed completely in the wrong direction. Well, and I, I will say that the other incredibly disappointing thing about this is that that game was completely out of, out of hand, and you guys know this late in that game. But even moments to when the game slowed down, it was a much slower game on purpose from Kansas, just trying to get the heck out of there. Oklahoma State had somewhat of a small run. Um, and maybe what you would consider to be some of their best offense. And they still couldn't cut any significant portion, even into that lead to make you feel better about what they did, even in a small stretch in the second half. Yeah, I mean, that's one that you just, uh, I don't even know if you watch the tape, do you? I Yeah, I... But how many games can you go without watching tape? <laughs> right. It's just like. So what? You're going to burn tape three three in a row? Yuck. And I have the sinking feeling that we're going to have this conversation a few more times before the season is over. <laughs> Unfortunately for Oklahoma State basketball. Yeah, because again, it doesn't feel like it's getting better or that. I mean, you're, you're really reaching to find any positives. Like hey. You can lose a bunch of games and find positives. You can lose a bunch of games and feel like improvement is being made. You're just not getting over the top. This, that, this doesn't feel like that at all. No, it doesn't. 8,000 there plus last night is what they said, Scott. Yeah, 8,500 what the box says. And now, if you're the Cowboys, now you're going, into, you're going to the Octagon of Doom. Another snake pit who's coming off, as Colby mentioned, a big win last night. Like, how do you rally the troops? I, I don't know if you can. And then it's TCU, and then right? It's, and then it's TCU. Like, we talked about maybe two, three games at the most that you would be favored in the rest of the year. That's it. That's it. <sighs> well, strap in. It could be a, a, a long one. Even though, I mean, we are over halfway through January already. But uh, it doesn't seem to be improving at all on the Oklahoma State front. All right, it's 345. We'll take a timeout here on the Blitz 1170. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Colby Daniels. Scott File alongside as well. Uh, don't forget we've teamed up with Triad Eye Institute. I'd like to show a little love to our vets on Valentine's Day. You can create Valentines and drop them off at Triad Eye Institute locations. Tulsa, Muskogee, Bartlesville, Grove, Claremore, Pryor, or McAllister. We're at the Blitz 1170 Studios right here, downtown Tulsa, 303 North Boston, before February 4th. Valentine's for Veterans from Triad Eye Institute and the Blitz 1170. You can learn more at theblitztulsa.com slash Valentine. We'll take a time out, and Colby Daniels has the reins next here on the Blitz.